you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And J-Mac and Sweet Victory on tap to help us navigate the show, and we really appreciate it. This is our first show of 2023. Yes. Man, here we are. New things, first things are just good. You were saying this yesterday as you were ministering in our local fellowship. Yeah. Um, you like new things, like new days, yeah. you know, new years, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And uh, when I say new years, I mean them in the plural form. I don't mean it like, <laughs> happy new years. <laughs> I mean, people it, like, say that. I know. And they A lot shouldn't. of people say that. They shouldn't. They well. should say happy new year. <laughs> because that is, in fact, what it is. I think I said that. Uh, you did not. A couple, no, I didn't. No, you didn't. I mean, I used to say that, though. Happy new years? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> but That's, you know, I learned that, better. That, that so was then I stopped. Before you married me, exactly. I never heard you say to me "Happy New Year's." <laughs> <laughs> that may have been a deal breaker. No, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Oh, that oh, not God. not just over language. Deal breaker. Wow. No, not over language. Wow. Repeated language. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. Um, no, but it is a, it is a new year, and yes. it is it is um, exciting. It's fresh. It is something that the Lord has ordained. He has ordained seasons and That's years. Right. And he speaks in his word containing or pertaining to seasons and years. And mm-hmm. or, I, I guess the word I was looking for is concerning those things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's important for us to recognize new seasons and yeah. new years and all of these things because um, God has revealed things in terms of seasons and days and all of this stuff. That's and, right. and those things consist and they, they go on yeah. and will um, as we await the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And That's so right. it's not something that is, I think sometimes we can be, you know, so super spiritual that we're mm. like, well, I don't get caught all up in the new year. <laughs> um, but you kind of do because you live in it. Like, yeah, so you I are mean, kind of in a new year, you know? Right, and, right. And I think it's good to recognize those new years and new days. And, you know, the way that even God has set this thing up is that we have a new morning, like new, yeah, like there's a there's right. a time for like okay, th- that day is gone, yeah. And, you know the the conflicts or whatever happened during yeah. that day. Now there's a new day. The, Amen. The, the mercies are new every morning. Amen. You know, Amen. so when you come to like a new year, it's like man, you know that year is has passed, and yeah. We're going forward, and so I think you know I'm not into the, the resolutions and things like that no. I, personally, but I will say it's good to like. Think, hey, man, this is newness. Yeah. And what, yeah. what are what some things that do I have? Yeah, God has laid yeah. on my heart that I want to do or that he's impressed upon me to do. You know, why not take this as a marker? Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, and, and when you consider there is so much opportunity that remains for us mm-hmm. in the land of the living. Yeah. And that means that the Lord still has a great work for us. Those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Right. Uh, we have a great work that remains as long as we are here. Mm-hmm. Um as it would be called today, yeah. right? Yeah. There is a work for us to do. And right. and I think that's a part of what we get to focus on mm-hmm. when we're going into a new year. For those of us that are managing young families or families with kids still at home, as you and I are, we have six children, mm-hmm. um, 16 basically at the end of the month. <laughs> yes. Um, 
so she would want me to say 16, 16 <laughs> um, on down to two. two. That's right. Um, that is an incredible work that we've thrown ourselves into mm-hmm. um, from the beginning, really taking seriously that the Lord uh, has entrusted these children to us. Mm-hmm. There's also still a work that remains for grandparents. We talk a lot about the intergenerational benefit and blessing um, right. that grandparents provide. That's and so right. we, we suggest seeing um, your role as a grandparent, not only as a noun, but also as a verb, mm-hmm. that it is something that you do. And so our encouragement would be to grandparent well, yes. um, understanding what you get to impart to your grandchildren. I was thinking, um, and and I kind of, I feel like um, even though I am a mother, mm-hmm. I feel like a little bit of an older mom of a young like the to- I feel like I shouldn't yeah. have a toddler. I do have a toddler. Okay. Um, and whenever whenever I say down to the age two, mm-hmm. um, when I'm speaking places, people are just like, oh, like, you know, or, or <laughs> right. one or whatever. It's like, like, like they didn't see that coming. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think when they yeah. are 16, it's like, okay. Yeah. You know, which I think even that kind of pushes people a little right. bit. It's like, man, you should be a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. And and I guess they could. Um, but <laughs> but I, I do some in some ways I can see the benefit and the blessing of what it will be like. Um, if the Lord allows for our children to have children, mm-hmm. what it will be like to have more of a, a slowed down pace mm-hmm. and be able to grandparent yeah. for my children. Mm-hmm. You know, I can see that even now with, with the toddler, how, you know, it, <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> he requires so much. Yeah. He just, he just takes so much work. Um, but anyway, so, so it's a new year. <laughs> new um, year. Happy new year. We're going to say that new only years. for today. No, <laughs> nope. Just one, just the one year, just the one, uh, but happy new year. Mm-hmm. We're going to say that only for today. And uh, one of my one of my favorite stories to tell was uh, being in a in a store. I want to say it was like a Walmart or something. This was a few years ago, mm. and it was on New Year's Day, New mm-hmm. Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And um, this this um, the guy was working at the at the checkout, and he said he said Happy New Year, and I was like, Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. He's like, How's it going for you so far? <laughs> it's like day one right right i was like well i mean you know buddy it's good yeah, like, yeah, so, far, so, good. so <laughs> far so good so far so good so far so good and maybe that can be the testimony for so many of us because it's only day two of the new year we're not yeah. going to do a countdown True. all year guys because <laughs> much like our health resolutions we're going to get off of that in the month of may right 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 gyms will be packed out let, let me oh let me prophesy i'm kidding <laughs> based on a lot of research and study Gyms will be packed out. A yeah. lot of people, yourself included, mm-hmm. will be angry because you won't be able to get on a cardio device. No, no, I'll be fine. You'll be angry. You won't be able to get on a cardio device. I go too early. And you'll be, okay, well, that's good. Yeah, so there's not. But know. there's some people, there's some people who their new year will not be off to a good start because right. brickle braggle. <laughs> Because look, look at her. Right. She, I've never seen her before. But and she's like, well, just, I've had a membership for 17 years. But just hold on because it'll pass. Give them till May. <laughs> you, you'll be back on your elliptical right. at the time that you want for your 35 minutes. Exactly. Okay. Come May. <laughs> I declare pass. it. No, I'm just kidding. This, um, but the, <laughs> this too shall pass. That's, that's kind of the thing. Everybody makes their, you know. But yeah. can I say this? And this is the topic that we want to talk about today. We want to talk mm-hmm. about making the most of your time. Yes. And and we see this almost as a, a reset for our program mm-hmm. to remind our listeners of what you tune in for. Like what, what are the things that we do and we try to encourage you in mm-hmm. daily. And then also an encouragement for families who are listening. We know that there are a lot of families that are drawn toward our program for a specific reason. Yeah. And I think part of that reason 
is that we make much of Christ at this stage in life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and there's so many people who are like, yeah, I, I kind of need to know how to live in my family, like mm. right where yeah. I am. How mm-hmm. do I live for the glory of God in my family? How do I raise my children? How do I mm. help them navigate the issues that I myself find it difficult to navigate? Right. And so right. we we focus on those things yeah. and our encouragement to you always is to return to the word of God. Amen. Um, we refer to the word of God as the straight edge mm-hmm. of scripture. This is Amen. this this is the object, if you will, that everything must be measured up against. And, right. and we filter all the ways that we live through God's word. When our hearts fail us, right? When our hearts mislead us, mm. when our hearts deceive us, and, and all of these things can fall into the category of feelings mm-hmm. and emotions. When mm-hmm. those things threaten um, our integrity and in living, mm-hmm. right? We lean on the word of God. Yeah. We, we line up every situation with the word of God. I have found just personally speaking publicly here um, <laughs> that, that when my heart is tempted to deceive me, mm. and this is the reality of what it is to be a, a believer, especially in the time that we're living in where people have so closely woven their identities in with the sin that they commit. Mm. Mm. They have so closely wow. woven. Yeah. They have they have made the sin that they commit mm-hmm. who they are. Who they like are. their that's yeah. their identity. Wow. And and so trying to navigate that as a believer, just frankly speaking, there have been some times where you can feel your emotions pulling mm-hmm. on you, mm-hmm. right? And and so what do you do? Well, as a believer, you go back to the Word of God. Amen. You go you back go to back back to the Word of God. That's right. And you think about even your. I've talked about this before. When you think about the armor of God, mm-hmm. um, over your heart, over your chest is righteousness. Mm. It's the breastplate of righteousness. Yeah. So when we start to feel our hearts, you know, getting tugged on and all of these things. And, and by the way, by the way, um, we anticipate that this will intensify mm. for the Christian. That's right. This, That's right. this is just going to build for the believer. There are some people right. who are holding out mm-hmm. um, hope. Mm-hmm. that we're going to return to a type of Mayberry living. Yeah. And there are some people who would even maybe sing about that, <laughs> that they miss Mayberry. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're not going back there. No. We're no. not going back there. And I think we have to be convinced and, and you know, set, have that settled in our hearts that, you know, this is where we are and, yeah. and where we're headed. We have to be fortified for that place. Yes. You know, not looking That's back it. to like, oh, the, the good old days and, and things like that. And I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. No, no. Because down there's downer. so much hope in but, the opportunity that we have. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's great opportunity for the gospel. There's great opportunity for the things that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can see it that way, it's about the uh, perspective. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I think we have to be settled within our hearts that, man, this is where we are. But mm-hmm. how am I to be a light? Right here. Yeah, that's exactly right. In this time, with all these conflicts and things that would come against me as a Christian, Mm -hmm. how do I stand for God right here? I think you touched on something so important when you just said, you know, that we have to ready ourselves to live in the time that we're in and not the time that we wish we were in. That's right. Um, As parents, we have to ready our kids and we have to train them for the time that they're living in and not even the time that we grew up in. Yeah. And I think sometimes this is very, tough. it's very difficult. It's mm-hmm. its even in some ways, I think, jolting for parents, mm-hmm. um, maybe even more jolting for grandparents, because we find ourselves spending time lamenting the loss mm-hmm. 
And I think that this has been true for every generation, mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. have lamented the loss. It's like, well, when I was growing up, right. well, when I was a kid, right. and that's a lament, right? It's like, a, it's a, oh, I can't believe we've lost this. Yeah. Well, what, what we're going to suggest today, as we have been suggesting, and we will continue to suggest, is that we've, we've got to shake off that particular lament mm. because it can leave us unfruitful. Mm-hmm. If we continue to just cry over where we are, it can leave us unfruitful if we don't couple that lament with action for the time that we're in. That's right. That's you right. know what I mean? If we just lament, that's not going to produce no. anything. No, You know, but there's action that should be taken. I just want to uh, make sure I, I announce, too, that you can go to marriagefamilylife.net. Oh, yeah. And register for MFL 23. Oh, my goodness. And that is, you know, it's our conference, you know, our annual conference in which we seek to help to fortify families, you know, in in biblical truths, you know, Mm -hmm. for the whole family, ages 4 to 17. We have the Youth Apologetics track, and we have some great speakers. If you want to check out the lineup of speakers, when you go to the website, you can click speakers, and and we have the speakers there with the bios. Man, it's just going to be a great time. This is the early bird uh, uh, time, so if you you go to the the site right now and uh, register Mm -hmm. and, and put in the early bird code, Early bird twenty three. I think that I think I'm right on that. But it's it's right on the on the site. It's right on the homepage. Okay, you okay. can't miss it. <laughs> and you can get that discount. Uh, but MFL twenty three is coming up. This year's theme is for His glory alone. For his glory alone. For His glory alone. So all of the presentations will be tailored to that theme. All yeah. of the speakers now have that theme and are preparing their presentations and their messages and their encouragements uh, for families mm-hmm. around that theme. I would just by way of quick mention, and this, I know this could get me in trouble because we have a really big lineup of speakers this year. And Mm -hmm. so maybe I'll take a little time um, daily as we approach or maybe weekly, we'll see, Mm -hmm. and and talk a little bit about each of them. But I am super ecstatic to announce that Dr. George Barna is going to be with us in 2023. And the reason I'm ecstatic about that is that he doesn't take a lot of speaking engagements. Mm -hmm. He just... He just doesn't. And, mm-hmm. and and in fact, he said that to us, mm-hmm. that he does not take a lot of these. But in fact, he was drawn to the mission That's of right. this conference. That's right. That it is Praise to God. equip parents and mm-hmm. families to train the next generation, which is now, mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. how to live for the glory of God. Yeah. To impart a biblical worldview, to live according to the convictions that we read about in Scripture. Amen. And that, he said... I'm in. Yes. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get closer. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, Dr. George Barna, I'm I'm pretty excited. Yeah. Limited, not going to be repeated, not going to be streamed. Mm-hmm. Presentation for MFL 2023. Yeah. All right, we'll grab the break and then we'll get into some more of our content. Aaron the Addisons, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Phil Wickham, Living Hope. Happy New Year's. That's um, <laughs> that's from J-Mac. He wanted us to say Happy New Year's. <laughs> He's like, come on, why y'all to do me like that? It's because it's the New Year's. 
So we want to, you know, welcome back. Um, we appreciate you listening. We are so thankful for Sweet Victory and J-Mac who help us navigate this show in so many ways. Like, well yes. before the show is underway, they are doing things. <laughs> this is going to rhyme. I didn't intend it, but all throughout the day. Okay. <laughs> Green eggs and ham. Anyway, happy new year. It's 2023. And so today's program, we're talking about making the most of your time. Uh, mm. During the Christmas and New Year uh, break, New Year's break, uh, I look, I'm not a victim. I'm just setting this up. Okay. I battled the flu and then some kind of sinus nasal thing that made me want to detach my face. Like that's, that's the only way I can think to describe it. Just put it on a shelf and then like <sighs> say to your face, when you can behave better, then you can come back and be a part of the body again. You know what I mean? So I don't know what it was, but through all of that, I managed to read a great book. And as is my custom, whenever I read a great book, mm-hmm. I want to tell our family about it because I cannot recommend this book more. And indeed, a lot of what I read in the book um, sort of served as, hey, when we get back on the air, you know what I mean? Yeah. When we're live again, um, man, I, re- I really want to dig into some of these things. And, and I, I want to dig in with a, come on, guys, like, <laughs> here's what's happening. So anyway, the book is, and some of our listeners may have already read it, and if you have, why didn't you tell me? Right. Anyway, the book is Strange New World, and it's authored by Carl Truman. And the way I became familiar with Carl Truman, which I understand that Carl Truman is a historian and professor and um, great thinker, um, but I was just unfamiliar with him. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, until I was reading No Reason to Hide, by Dr. Erwin Lutzer. You remember when we read that book and we interviewed Dr. Lutzer and he actually quoted Carl Truman Mm -hmm. significantly in his book. And so whenever people that I respect Mm -hmm. are quoting people, you know what I mean? I I think, "Mm, I need to check that person out. Let me see who that is. And so, you know, let my fingers do a little, you know, and so Carl Truman. And so I go, okay, well, read about him a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I want to read his book, you know? Mm -hmm. So the first book, this book, Strange New World, Mm -hmm. is a shorter take on a longer book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. Mm. It's about 400 pages investment. Mm -hmm. Audio book. Well, I mean, where are you going? (laughs) Where where are you going? That could be a good question. Audio book or book? Book no, books. book books. That's not even a good question. <laughs> yeah, I'm into audio books That's right not even now. a good question. I'm into audio But you can't underline in that? You can't highlight in that? You can't sit and meditate you and can, think you on can, that? Yeah. Yes, you can. Yeah, that's true. You can. And you can I take notes far. from it. I should have stopped at that last <laughs> one. Yeah. You could, you, you could take notes, but you can't write in the margins of your... I'm such... Like, you can't write in the margins of your but book. But audio books, when you're driving, when you're going somewhere, you can always have that plan. But where are you going? Bismarck? Like, if it's a 400-page <laughs> book. We go a like, lot of places, though. You got to read it in pieces. <laughs> All right. We could spend time arguing over the benefits of one audio over the other. Audio books are cool, man. The bottom line is I'm right. So, here, <laughs> you guys, more of this Bob and Brenda in the new year. Have a Bob new year. Bob and Brenda, yes. Um, no, but, but so I read this book, and uh-huh. I'll get into the point because I don't want to, uh, you know, anyway. Um, but I discovered Carl Truman, and so I actually I actually purchased both books because I'm an overachiever. Mm. And so I, I purchased Strange New World, and I, I, I learned that um, it was a shorter form of the rise and triumph of the modern self. But I purchased them both at the same time. And the reason for that, and this is so bad. This is so bad. <laughs> but the reason for that is because I was like, I don't want anybody telling me what's too long for me to read. Mm-hmm. I can read the 400-page book. Mm-hmm. And then they both came in at the same time. <laughs> 
And then the one I picked up was the one right. that was like 200. Right. Okay, like, you know, what can I get for I mean, 50% it makes, off? It makes you feel good. You can finish to it. To finish a you book. Know? Then you like, can go to the 400 page one. And that's what I have done. Yeah. It is actually on the nightstand. I think what I'm going to do, because it goes into more detail, yeah. is I'm going to use it as a resource here. Mm-hmm. But he, he does a couple things that I think will be um, helpful to understand the backdrop for what we want to talk about today. He coins a couple terms that I, th- I think are so important to um, putting a finger on what we are dealing with in our culture today mm. and what the antidote is to those things. Yeah. So as I was reading his book, and this is why I respect people who are just, you know, brilliant. They're submitted to the Lordship of Christ mm. and unapologetic about that as our brother Truman is. Yeah. Um, but I, I love that they are able to take things that we we observe these things we're like pulling these things out of the culture and saying, hey, there's something wrong here. There's something not right. And we use a lot of words to try to describe that. And then you have people like Truman or like Tertullian. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. They take these concepts and then they just kind of summarize them into one neat little so term here. And then yeah. as soon as you read their term, you're like, but of course. Right. I get it. You're, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And right. you almost kind of feel like that's what I've been trying to say, but I didn't have the words because they were given to Truman. Okay, so one, <laughs> yeah. t- two terms I want to look at, and then we'll go into um, a little bit of discussion. Uh, expressive individualism. Expressive mm. indi- in- individual individualism. <laughs> That's why I didn't write the book. Um, expressive individualism. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's the definition for expressive individualism. And and as we unpack this, you're going to go, oh man, yes. That's exactly what I've observed in culture today. So this is the belief that each person must act based on expressing his or her core feelings and intuition. I think, (laughs) therefore, I am. Mm. My feelings Mm. are the highest description of who I am. Wow. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere we look, yeah. this is what we see. We're like, oh, my goodness. Yep. Yes, because now you cannot disagree with people because to disagree with people is to attack that person for who that person is. Mm. Why? Because my thoughts and my feelings are the highest expression of who I am. Mm. So so when I am expressing what I feel, mm-hmm. right, I am telling you who I am. Mm-hmm. So if you bring clarity If you disagree, if you say what you have said is factually untrue, Mm. then you are, it's as as good as punching me in the face because you are attacking me as a person. Personally. Now, I want you to keep all of these things in mind because when we turn to God's word and we talk about how we make the most of the time, Mm -hmm. remember how we make the most of the time is a question that we're asking in the culture that we live in now. Not our grandparents' culture, not our grandmother's culture. It's how we make the most of the time that we are living in now, okay, which is important. So here's another term that he coins in this book. So that one was expressive individualism. And the other one that I think is important is the social imaginary, which is is a little bit bit weird, right? The social imaginary. You Uh. would expect it to be the social imagination, Uh But he calls it the social imaginary. And this is what it means. He says the set of socially conditioned intuitions by which a person relates to the world in a non-reflective way. In other words, this is how we automatically engage culture Mm. without even thinking about why we do it that way. 
Hmm. And he goes through this book and he talks about some of these major influencers throughout history Mm -hmm. that many of us have never even read, but they have lived and written in such a way. Those works have proliferated culture Mm -hmm. to such an extent that it now informs the way we engage culture and we don't even think about it. I'm going to give our listeners an example here to make sure that we're on the same page. So it's the question of dating. Mm. Mm. Dating is a part of the social imaginary. It's a default setting. Like Mm -hmm. we we don't think about what it means to be betrothed. Mm -hmm. We don't we think in terms of how how do we go through the stages of life? Well, you have a kid and then that kid's going to date. Right. And kind of like see who he or she wants to marry. And then choose a person. And the parents sometimes will give a thumbs up or a thumbs down. It's sort of right. like they're in the arena. Right. You know what I mean? And, and then that person will get married, right? But now what is also in the social imaginary is, and if that person decides that, uh, then that person will split off. Right. How is it that that has become a part of the way we live and we don't even think about it? Mm. What we have done is we have wrestled the commitment of the one flesh union away from its biblical base. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So he makes the case in this book, and I'm sure in greater detail in the 400-page book, he makes the case that we, in many ways, as Christians, are victims of a social imaginary that we never intuitively engage. We never think about why we do things the way that we do them and what would be the reason. And if we begin to do things differently— What's going to portend that? In other words, what's going to be the catalyst to us doing things differently? And to that, I say, now we turn to the word of God. Mm. And that is my encouragement. If we are going to live differently Mm -hmm. in the culture into which we're born, then the only way that we're going to do that, the only way we're going to overcome, as Truman would call it, the social imaginary, Mm -hmm. is that we have the word of God as that's it. That's it. And one of the mm. other cases that he makes, and there are many, and I'm not going to go on, but one of the cases that he makes is that our basic institutions have crumbled. The basic institutions that sort of drove how we thought about ourselves as, as a part of a collective. So he says the institution of the family has crumbled. He says the institution of the, of the state has crumbled. So what it, what it is to be a part of a country, be a mm. part of a nation mm. with certain distinctive values. And, and he makes right. a great case in the book. He says that has crumbled. And then, and this sadly, this is very sad. He also says that the institution of the church has crumbled. Mm. And what we have seen come into this vacuum of truth has been everybody's preference. Yeah. Right? That churches right. now are shaped by what people want mm-hmm. and what makes them feel good versus the truth of God's word. Mm. And then he concludes the book, and I think this is fabulous. He asks the question, in what ways have we as Christians, while we have lamented the state of the world in which we live, he asks the question, how have we also been complicit in this social imaginary? Mm. One of the examples that he asks is, have we picked a church based on our personal preference? Mm. You know, And he even confesses, he goes, I'm, I'm more of a cerebral person, so... I like churches where there's just like mm-hmm. just teaching and, you know, I like things to just kind of be taken apart, you know, that kind of thing. Right. He goes, but then there are other people who they prefer music. Mm-hmm. So the, so he goes, all of this is a part of that expressive individualism. 
where we believe we live in a world that is plastic, that we can shape it to our desire. Mm. And this is quite different from the worlds in which people lived historically. They believed that their world was fixed and they had to find their way in that world. But now we live in a world where people believe, and indeed they believe this in the church as well, we can just shape it to what we want. Mm. This is why you could have a pastor who is saying, we're going to reach young black men, we're going to sell weed (sighs) out of the church. Why? Because we can just shape what we want. This is kind of we all have, you know, unless we examine it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we all believe that. That's Hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> Different train of thought because I know there's some people go, Mika? <laughs> I didn't think that. What I'm saying is many of us have this belief that things should be shaped to our desires. Wow. And it has manifested itself in different ways. What I am That's saying true. is what we have already said many times over is that the only antidote to that? Sticking to the word. It's the word. Because the word keeps us grounded. It keeps Amen. us hinged in where we need to be. That's exactly right. You know, it's those borders and those boundaries. Yes. And like, don't go outside of these parameters. Yes. So we need to stick to the word. That's You're right. There's no other way. It is the foundation that now we only have it as remaining. Mm. Because see, all of the other, and I'm speaking as an American, yeah. all of the other foundations that we had and mm. that we could rely on, right. I mean, even just 10 years ago, maybe right. 15 years ago, all of those foundations, crumbled. they have effectively crumbled. Mm-hmm. And so being able to go back to those things where we could kind of commonly agree, we don't have that anymore. Mm. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. you could, you know, I, I, I mean... Yeah. Our political system has crumbled. Yeah. I know. And this is like people are like, wait, when do you get to the good news? I'm just saying. But our, our political <laughs> the word system has, has it. That's the, the good news. The word has the good Man, news. Man, praise God for his word. Amen. His enduring word that if we all return to it, we will, found, we will find that it has always only been the firmest foundation. Mm. Always mm. and only. Mm. And I know. And so, so for That's so many good. of us who have said, well, I know you said we should be reading this. I know you said we should be. But what else should we be doing? Now we're living in a time where we're going to see the, nothing. That Those things mm-hmm. are not the things that change things, mm. right? And people understand when I say nothing, I don't mm. mean inactivity. Right. What I mean is putting your hope and your confidence in your human effort. Right. Those things right. are the sinking sands. Right. The only firm foundation <laughs> is to be totally committed and totally devoted to God's word we will find increasingly, increasingly, that at every point of attack, every point of attack that we're facing, the word of God is the antidote. Mm. It's to keep us from floating. Yeah. To keep us from drifting. Keeps us steady. Keeps us steady. Solid. It That's keeps right. us, it keeps us immune to a trivial social imaginary man that we would understand that that's what we need because things are moving fast yes things are you know constantly changing constantly but to be rooted and grounded in the word amen to be like that tree firmly planted by streams of water amen you know it's it's like it's a necessity yes you know what you're saying man the the word of god unchanging that's able to to keep us stable and steady amen in turbulent times that's exactly right so when we get back on the other side of the break want to look at eight points of encouragement as we go into 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, How can we make the most of our time? This is a commandment given to us from God's word. How can we make the most of our time in our time? Mm. And that is so important. We want to make the most of our time in our time 
And I think the word has a lot to say about this. We're going to look at one scripture passage in particular and then break that down into eight points in 15 minutes. <laughs> It'll happen. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Happy New Year's. We'll be right back. on American Family Radio. Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is our first live broadcast of the new year. And we're so Mm -hmm. grateful and thankful to God that we have the opportunity to encourage you and to share information with you, to equip you, um, to live for the glory of God and the time that he's placed you in. And we don't take it for granted at all that you listen to this program or this podcast or that you share it with friends. Uh, Thank you so much for that. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's C.C. Winans with Worthy of It All. Today we're talking about ma- making the most of your time in your time, mm-hmm. living for the glory of God in the time that you live in. And uh, for that, and just all of the setup that we had before the break, I can't go back into it or I'll never get to these <laughs> eight points, which honestly is ambitious to think that I'm going to get to these eight points. All right, so to that, I want to encourage you from Scripture and then talk about what we commit to do um, even in 2023 mm-hmm. as we continue moving forward not only are these things that we will do on the Aaron the Addison's program, but these are also the things that we commit to do in our family and with our children. And yeah. so we want to, by extension, encourage you to keep these things in front of your children and in front of your grandchildren, your mm. nieces and your nephews. Right. Um, it is so vital. We do not have an option in impacting or affecting the lives of children. Um, waiting in the wings are those who want to take your offspring and your great offspring, if you will, um, to hell. And yeah. I know that sounds like a very strong word, but it is. And, it, and it's, it's meant yeah. to be, it should be very jolting to us to should think be. about what the end of the deception That's that right. is pervasive in our culture, what that end actually is. Yeah. So Ephesians chapter five, and I'm going to look at, I'm going to start at verse 11. Mm-hmm. Ephesians chapter five, verse 11. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, verse 15, be careful how you walk. Not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. So from that simple passage of Scripture, and I say simple but profound, Mm -hmm. but it's a a short passage of Scripture 
I wanted to pull out maybe eight talking yeah. points that we would consider and sort of wait in our heart as we navigate 2023. It is significant that we are living in a new year. Mm-hmm. And again, as the Apostle Peter would have reminded us in his second letter, the Lord is not slow concerning his promises Amen. as some count slowness, right? Amen. So so what the Lord has promised, he will fulfill. Amen. The Lord is returning. He is coming again. This is a sure promise. It is as, as sure as you just now took a breath in your lungs, okay? The Lord is coming again. So let us live with that type of encouragement and let us live with that urgency. So what's the first point? The first point uh, on this program and in our personal lives, number one, we will continue to expose the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Right. There are people who ask, why do you guys talk so much about this? <laughs> or why do you guys talk so much about that? And I think the better question you should be asking is why are those guys doing that so much? Right, right. That's a better question. You want to you spend yeah. your time pontificating on, on things. Ask <laughs> why, are, why are they doing that? Right. right. But I will tell you this, as long as they are doing that, if there is an attack that is levied at the family, mm-hmm. if there is an attack that is creeping up on the church, mm. then you can be sure as long as the Lord strengthens us and calls us to do it in this capacity, mm-hmm. you will know about it. Yeah. We will continue Amen. to warn. We will continue to expose because we believe that it's a mandate. That's right. We believe it to be a commandment. Amen. You don't participate in those deeds. You expose, expose. them. Amen. And so we will continue to do that. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, walk as wise men. Mm. Now, look, I think I'm going to date myself by saying, man, we live in an information age. I, I, I think they said that 20 years ago. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe even longer. OK. Um, but this can make us feel like we're wise because we know a lot. We have knowledge. <laughs> right. Right. But we shouldn't mistake knowledge yeah. for wisdom. Right. Because wisdom determines what you do with knowledge. That's right. Okay, like wisdom determines what you do. You can know a lot. There's so many people who fill their minds. They read the philosophers. They're Mm. reading the thinkers. Mm. They're Googling the questions Mm -hmm. and they're getting the answers. And then they walk away with this false security that now they are wise. Mm. But you can know a lot. You can consume a lot of information. You can be reading the best books. You can Mm -hmm. read the 400 pagers. Yeah. Right. But if you do not apply that, Mm. that those things that should be applied, and the only way you know that is by reading the Bible, mm-hmm. then you're not wise. Yeah. You just know a lot. And in our culture, we confuse knowledge with wisdom because we listen to a lot of pundits. Yeah. We listen to a lot of people talk, and we even we marvel at what they know. Mm, people are able on. to dazzle us with what they know. Right. We're just like, oh, my goodness. We're impressed by How that. do you retain such yeah. information? Yeah. But then ask the person how they live it. Mm. Yeah, and, and you might get crickets. <laughs> So so yeah. let us return to wisdom, mm. right? God's holy book. Mm-hmm. It is also a book of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It is a book replete with wisdom and understanding God and drawing closer to him and knowing what it looks like for us to live it out. So walk as wise. That's Amen. number two. Amen. Number three, don't waste time. Mm, which is big because there are so many opportunities to waste time. Oh, my goodness. I mean, throughout, if you just think throughout the course of a day how many opportunities are there to waste time and if you can look back on and we're not looking back like that but 2022 man that's probably so much wasted time just do an inventory yeah just do an inventory 
where were the times? And and if here's the thing, I think that um, the enemy has done a masterful job. In. Mm. He has kept away from us the understanding that wasting time is sinful. Mm. The Bible tells us that the days are evil. Mm. So we're supposed to make the most of the time that we mm. have, right? Mm. Because there's so much wickedness in mm. the days that we are living how can we fill our days with garbage? Mm. How can we fill our days with trash living? So one of the ways that the enemy continues to waste our time or to invite us to waste our time, right. right, is that we are deceived by not knowing that this is sinful. Mm. So if, if we could just return to the weight of God's word, let that come to rest on our, on our shoulders, that if it is in God's word, it is not a suggestion. It is a command. That's right. It is what he is telling us to do. It is sound doctrine. Mm. So think about those things. Like do an inventory. Where have I wasted time? Where have I allowed the enemy to just drain my time so that the things that are eternally fruitful, I've quote unquote not been able to do. Mm. I didn't have time for that. Let us live lives where we don't have time for the foolishness. Yeah. That we are so consumed with making the most of our days that we're like, oh, I forgot to check that feed. Yeah, yeah. Because that just so was not important to me. Right. That I I actually didn't do that today. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I actually did the things that are eternal and the things that count. Mm. And I know as soon as I come for people's socials, they're just, <laughs> as soon as I grab your socials, you're just like, give me back my phone. And, and I'm not trying to take your socials. Continue to hit people up on their socials. <laughs> but what I'm telling you is that you should order those things for the glory of God. Amen. Everything done for the glory of God, right? And there's a reason attached to that. The Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesians because the days are evil. You know, I think if we look at it as one of the tools that the enemy used uh, to cause us to be uh, unproductive, you know, we would maybe be more intentional about our time. Yes. It's 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 an easy grab for the enemy. Yes. To put something in front of us. That's right. That is a, a, a time consumer, you yep. know, that, that would take our time away, uh, th- that we are not productive in the things that God is calling us to do. Man, it's so true. It is It is so true. And and I think the the revelation of this is um, it shakes the kingdom of darkness. Mm. Do you understand? The, mm. the, the revelation of what you could be doing yeah. for the glory of God over and against allowing your time to be zapped, mm-hmm. right? Um, so so that's number three. Don't mm-hmm. waste time. Number four, learn the will of God. Mm. Guys, Amen. I know it sounds at this point like a scratch on the CD. <laughs> I'm just trying to update the analogies because it was a broken record. But let's kind of bring a scratch on the CD. And even right? the CDs. I know, I know. <laughs> Thank you so much for understanding that. It's, yeah. Um, oh. But listen, The only way we can know what the will of God is, Mm. is that we are in the word of God. Mm. So again, this kind of goes back to, we've got to live in God's word. In order to know what his will is, we have got to abide in the vine. And and I know, I know that sounds like 1999's sort of New Year's slogan, abiding (laughs) in the vine and nanny nanny. (laughs) I'm so so sorry. So irreverent. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that that's that's God's word. That's important. God tells us to abide in the vine. Without him, we can do nothing. Nothing. (laughs) This this is what Jesus said. Jesus said that apart from him, we could do nothing. This is John 15, 5. That's right. 
It's so vital for us to understand that so many of us, we have these aims and we have these objectives. There are things that we want to see happen in our family, and and we don't even know where to start with those things. But what I am strongly suggesting to you is that you reconnect with Jesus. Steep yourself. Mm. Steep yourself in God's word and expect him to lead you. Expect him to order your steps because God delights to tell us what to do. Mm. (laughs) Like there's so many of us who don't believe that. Mm. Like we live like it all really depends on us, Mm. but God delights to lead us and to instruct us. Amen. Um, Amen. So that's number, number four, learn the will of God. Number five, be filled with the spirit. Amen. So we should have regular ongoing prayerful connection to God. Yes. Where we are praying in all things and we pray believing that we're not just like talking out to the air. Yeah. Yeah. It, what what a downgrade to think that it's just okay. Well, I just you know shoot this up real quick and then mm. hopefully it sticks mm. or hopefully it, it reaches the big guy. <laughs> oh come on! Man. Jesus Christ died to give us access to God. Amen. There's a reason that Scripture records that the veil to the holy of holies was ripped from the top down. Mm. That now we have gained access to God through the body of Jesus Christ. This is profound, and the fact that so many of us trample on this access shows that we have no understanding of what it means. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so important that we are filled with the Spirit on a daily basis. You know, uh, during the study at church on the book of Acts, and it's so pronounced in, in the book of Acts, but it's all throughout the Scripture. You know, I, I go back to uh, the, the apostles and, and, and Peter, you know, being confronted by the, the Sanhedrin and the yes. Sadducees. And then the Bible talks about, and Peter, full of the Spirit, said, "Yes, if we want to be highly effective, you know, if we want to do what God calling us to do, you know, like it's going to really take us being filled with the Spirit, not operating in our own uh, abilities. That's right. You know, yes, and, and really depending on on Him. You know, and we should pray each and every day, Lord, fill me with Your Spirit. Amen. Fill me with the Spirit. Let, Amen. Help me to 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 do the things that You're calling for me to do this day." With your, uh, under your power, Amen. You know, with your your power, not my own ability and ingenuity. That's right. Those are not wa- wasted words. Yeah. Like and and going back to the illustration that you used in in looking at the Book of Acts, I mean, you see that when the apostles were were pressed in on, mm-hmm. when they were threatened, yeah. and there was fear about them, yeah. What did they do? They joined other believers in mm-hmm. prayer, mm-hmm. and the place where they were was shaken. That's right. And they were filled with the Spirit. Yep. Like. They joined other believers in prayer, and they were filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Listen, my encouragement to every believer who thinks, eh, I don't know, I would just say, okay, well, then what do you have to lose? <laughs> why don't you ask him? Amen. Like, that's, that's just my Amen. dare for you. Amen. Like, just why don't you ask him and see what happens? See what happens if you ask God to fill you with his Spirit yeah. and lead you by his Spirit. See what happens. And I think it goes back to that point you made about knowledge. Sometimes we feel like our our knowledge alone is going to carry us through. Come on. No, that, but imagine that knowledge and being filled with the Spirit, oh, able man. to use that knowledge with wisdom from God and being able to do the things that God's called for us to do. It's not, it don't rest just on us knowing things and yes. how much we have knowledge we have gained. But man, being uh, filled by the Spirit and, and Him working through us. Indeed, it's how we got the gospel. Amen. And it's the only way that we will continue to proliferate the gospel. Amen. I hear the music. I know that there are three more points. <laughs> I'm going to give them to you quickly. Number six, consider how we speak to one another. Mm. Our words have a huge impact on each other's lives. Amen. And the Bible is very clear that our words should be seasoned the way that we communicate toward one another. 
Number seven, choose to be thankful for all things. So many people have made a habit out of complaining that it's as natural to them as breathing. They don't even recognize themselves doing it. Be thankful. And then finally, number eight, submit ourselves to one another for the blessing of godly inspection. Mm. Who's in your life and can say, ah, that's not good, or oh, that's great. Mm. This is a blessing for us. All right, we're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.